listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hello and welcome to My Pet Podcast. I'm Beck and I'm joined by Dr. Glenn. Hello. In this episode of My Pet Podcast, we're going to discuss um, lumps on the skin of your pets, so dogs and cats mainly, and we're sort of going to end up touching into the sort of skin cancer side of things, I guess. Yeah. Looking at, yeah, what different lumps, why they get lumps on the skin, what they are and um, what causes them and how we go about treating them. And some of them are nothing to worry about and some of them are yeah, really, really, right. really troublesome. Yes. That's right. So uh, just to start with, this is general advice and it may or may not be suited to you and your pet. And if you have any concerns about your pet's health, please contact your veterinarian. So, Glenn. Cats and dogs can suffer from a number of different things that cause um, skin lumps or for the skin to look abnormal. Yes. So some of these things, they can be um, completely innocent. They can be nothing to worry about, yet some of them can be actually quite um, detrimental yes. and can be end up with a very nasty outcome, I guess. Yep. And, and everywhere in between. And yeah, that's it, right. It's probably... As far as problems go, mm-hmm. one of the most common things I see because we do lots of vaccinations and regular healthy animal checkups yep. and um, lameness and skin lumps um, and itchy skin is basically the top three of the things that we yep. see animals for that people are worried that something might be going on. Well, yeah. skin's the biggest organ. It is, and it's on the outside and it's the most yep. visible bit, so yeah, that's, that's all not uncommon. the environment is eating it, yep. so we've got... It definitely the sun affects it, yep. um, but you've also got everything else that, you know, your dirt, your cuts, grazes, things yep. like that. There's a lot of things that can damage the skin. Absolutely. So we're going to sort of start on, we'll look at what things make the skin look abnormal, I guess, yep. but not normal looking skin. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to start at the things that are the um, least dangerous, I guess, is the best way. <laughs> yeah, sort of the least least long-term worrying. Yep. doesn't mean okay. they're not, not worrying the pet, but, um, I mean, things like, you know, Infection and allergies yep. can change the way the skin mm-hmm. looks and feels. Um, I mean, usually it's more diffuse and, and over a wider so area, but yep. sometimes you can get you know a very thickened bit of skin, mm-hmm. like a hot spot or something like that, or yep. uh, you know an abscess underneath the skin. And, mm-hmm. and you know, cats are probably more prone to abscesses from cat bites mm-hmm. and scratches and that sort of thing. Um, and those cat bite abscess lumps can be quite, um, you know, quite I'll hard, see. hard at the start, basically, mm-hmm. um, and growing pretty rapidly, and people, you know, wonder what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they're you know, relatively easily treated and, and diagnosed and that sort yeah. of things. But that's one of the common causes of, of you know, sudden uh, onset lumps in that's cats, good. certainly, um, and you know, just allergic reactions. Yeah, um, you know, bee stings and common. insects or stuff. I mean, they will cause lumps on the skin, um, as will you know, just general allergic conditions and infections. But they yeah. tend to, you know, be less. Um, discreet, less um, obvious in one spot lump. It's sort of yeah. more spread over yeah. a section of the body, like yeah. all over the tummy or all over the ears or something yeah. like that. And yeah. we could talk for days and days on I think we've covered skin it. infections and allergies and that sort yes. of thing. Yeah. We've covered um, it in previous so podcasts about allergies and stuff. No, that so. obviously affects the skin, but we might do a great deal yeah, of that no. yeah. That one's kind of a different, <laughs> different kettle <laughs> yeah. of fish. Um, so let's sort of look at more the lumpy side of things, I guess. So first let's start with um, skin tags. Yeah, so um, dogs less, far less cats. Um, cats are very uncommonly affected by skin tags, yeah. and skin tags are sort of a pretty broad term of these um, lumps that aren't supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Tend to get more common in age. Uh, tend to see them more on sort of wear spots on dogs. So really common on their bellies, uh, the sort of keel, of their chest where they sit down um, on yeah. the ground on the on the bottom of their rib cage. Mm-hmm. 
but also sort of the undercarriage um, around the you know, nipple area or the groin yep. area, that sort of thing. And then on the outside of the body, I mean, bottom of the chin and, and you know, anywhere there's some wear and tear outside yep. of the elbows and outside of the hips where they lie around, that sort of thing, um, tend to be hairless, tend to be sometimes quite pendulous, like they've got quite a small base on them and mm. can get bigger from there sometimes and you see some whoppers come yeah, in sometimes do, yeah. um, and you know, if it is a true skin tag um, they're not going to spread anywhere they're like an individual lesion where they are um, I mean often don't cause any trouble yeah. but um, because they've got such a, a little narrow base on them sometimes they literally outgrow their blood supply because they're yeah. supplying such a large you know growing amount of tissue um, the blood supply through the little blood vessels that come through the little sort of stalk can fail so um, they do have their own blood supply that little skin tag yeah, yeah they do yeah yeah um, and they um but it's generally like pretty small blood vessels yeah, yeah so they, they can outgrow their blood supply so the main problems we see with skin tag is um through just wear and tear lying on them and and it's not normal tissue potentially without normal blood supply and, and it just doesn't heal normally yeah. if it gets damaged um if you half rip one off um they you know bleed a fair bit sometimes yeah. and and um and can cause some troubles or yeah occasionally they just, they just sort of become gangrenous and that oh. sort of thing um lots of people attempted to tie a bit of <laughs> cotton around them yeah. or dental floss or something yeah. it's not going to fix it like no. If you cut off the blood supply, it's going to drop off. Um, a lot of the time there's not a lot of nerve endings in there and, and the dog may or may not be that worried by it, but I wouldn't recommend it. No. Um, it's not going to make the actual um, skin tag go away because the base of it's still there, so mm. it's going to grow back. So um, I definitely wouldn't recommend that. No. So with a skin tag, you generally leave it unless it's um, actually causing a problem? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it, it's a hard one. Sometimes yeah. um, there's a grey area between is it causing troubles or not. Um, certainly if they have an anaesthetic for something else, we have the discussion, okay, do we knock off you know, these yeah. you know, bigger ones because Murphy's Law dictates if they, a pet has an anaesthetic and you leave those <laughs> lumps on them for whatever reason, um, two weeks later they'll half rip it off and need surgery yeah, again exactly. to, to do something about it. Um, so, yeah, those the, the benign skin lumps that are, appear to be age related Mm -hmm. um, we tend to leave and keep an eye on them unless they're causing troubles if in doubt you can do a fine needle aspirate of them or your vet can do a fine needle aspirate just put a little fine needle um, in the lesion and and that sort of covers a lot of these lumps that we see Um, we take a little um, core sample Sample. of that tissue and have a look at it under the microscope usually in-house you can send them off to the lab um, to get a a pathologist a specialist to have a look at it and see okay interpretation wise are there abnormal fast growing cells here which doesn't give you a diagnosis necessarily on what type of of, cancer it is but if their skills are growing rapidly okay it really needs to come off mm-hmm. so that's um, something we use you know fairly routinely we can have suspicions on um, the characteristics of what something looks like yep. what it is probably but you don't really know until you have a look yep. at it under the microscope and even then sometimes you don't really know yep. you've just got an index of suspicion okay it doesn't look normal so we need to remove the whole thing and, and send it off to the lab yep. to get a diagnosis yeah but I mean if you took off every skin tag, tag on an older dog you'd be doing lots of you know Usually unnecessary, unnecessary surgeries. surgeries, so there's a grey area repeatedly there because they will Absolutely. continue to develop. Yeah. And look, time. the bigger the dog, I assume it's just because they've got a bigger skin. skin surface area yeah. that they're more prone to get. It seems yeah. to be more so, you know, short-haired dogs and long-haired dogs, and we do see it more in dogs that have had like um, allergic troubles mm-hmm. or, or chronic sort of skin irritation. Um, you know, abnormally irritated skin is more likely to to get these proliferative growths happening. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's skin tags. What about the dermoid cysts? Yeah, dermoid cysts are a nasty little one sometimes. Um, a dermoid cyst is a group of cells underneath the skin that's not supposed to be there. So they're actually the cells are supposed to be on the outside of the skin underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, the main problem we see uh, in dogs is uh, a neural tube problem. So on the midline, up the top of the body, anywhere from the back of the head to the base of the tail, mm-hmm. basically, um, where as an embryo the cells migrate and come over the top of the body and join up and end up back down in the spinal cord. Um, Rhodesian Ridgebacks are a, a, um, a neural tube mm-hmm. um, deficit, so any dog with a ridge um, yeah. on their back are more prone to these um, hmm. these dermoid cysts and, and you get yeah islands of cells underneath the skin, so mostly along the midline yeah. um, on the top there basically. And they can be pretty nasty. They can actually have little cysts that go down into the spinal cord. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Ridgeback puppies, we, you know, check routinely up until sort of a year old okay. um, and if they haven't got anything by then they're unlikely they're to right. um, but yeah and, you know, there's plenty of other dogs that have got like a, just a little ridge there through their genetics yep. um, so it's something you look at and they can get progressively bigger over time because mm-hmm. you've got this um, skin effectively underneath the skin in a trapped environment yeah. just making the grease and making the skin cells and yep. the stuff that normally just falls off yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. and the hair yep. um, and, yeah. it, and it grows underneath the skin so yeah. you can get you know it you know, four months old, it might be two to three millimetres yeah. diameter, this little cyst, and then it gets bigger and it mm. gets bigger and it gets bigger. Um, so, so it's one that normally gets removed? Um, usually gets removed, yeah. but it's sometimes nasty removed because you've got to get all of it um, and, and, and occasionally go down to the spinal cord yeah. and, and sort of nastiness. Yeah. But So I, I encountered, I um, included that in the skin lump side of things because yeah. it is, you know, it's a lump in or under the skin. Yeah. 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 Well, and it is skin cells are responsible for it. So. That's right, yeah. <laughs> all right, so um, interdigital cysts. Yep, um, so another skin lump. I mean, it's between the toes. Yep. Um, you see this little um, lump that comes up, and I mean, sometimes it's an abscess, like a grass oh, seed abscess. Yeah. Um, dogs that have got um, chronic allergic skin yep. troubles um, tend to have you know itchy feet and their chewing feet and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing, and you get these individual cysts where the little sebaceous glands of um, the foot become abnormal and it's again it's sort of a benign tumor you get this big lump growing yeah. between the toes um, and um, initially some of them respond to antibiotics because there's certainly a bacterial component to it sometimes but you get these cysts that just keep forming and yeah. um, getting thicker and harder and sometimes you end up having to surgically remove yeah. them so yeah another you know, type of skin lump effectively. Once again yeah. another one that you sort of don't need to remove until it becomes a problem. Yeah and, and it's it, they're hard because I mean some of them are mm. they've got a large bacterial component but sometimes they just get to the size where, you know, antibiotics aren't covering yeah. it and, and you've just got a big lump of uncomfortable tissue there that's spreading the toes yep. and it's worrying the dog. So sometimes they need surgery. Need to yeah. take it off. Yeah. Uh, elbow calluses? Yeah, I mean, the, the wear and tear of, of abrasive hard surfaces. Um, this is pretty common to see, oh, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, older um, dogs and, again, you know, larger breed dogs just mm. because they've got more weight and, and more surface area yeah. sort of thing um, and probably tend to be outside more than yeah, little inside true. dogs. Um, so more, on the concrete and hard yeah. grounds. Um, and especially, you know, short head more than long haired yeah. dogs just because the skin's contacting the ground more. Anywhere that touches the ground, you get these, um, you know, thickening areas basically and you've got normal skin and normal hair trying to grow underneath it, but you just get progressively thicker and thicker and, um, you know, probably the further... Um, closer towards the equator you get the, the more likely that to happen because um, 
cold concrete, cold tiles is a nice spot yeah. to be in summer. So, um, yeah, dogs definitely lie on, on hard, cold surf or cooler yeah. surfaces more in summer sort of thing. Okay. So um, you can offer all the soft bedding in the world and, yep. and your dog's going to be lying on the cool concrete yep. or the cold, colder concrete sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, most of the time, again, they don't cause any troubles, but um, sometimes you can get, you know, infection, infection underneath yeah. those calluses or um, just some wear and tear. And, and They sort of get blocked, I guess, too, like that little hair Yeah, they just become cysts, yeah. basically, yeah. And, and sometimes they get, you know, pussy infected yeah. and horrible. Um, and sometimes they just get, you know, so thick that they sort of start to ulcerate yep. sometimes. But elbows are really common. You see it on the outside of the, the knee, on the outside mm. of the hock, on the back legs. And um, sometimes on the chest and around the ribs, Sometimes yeah. on the chest down low. Yeah. Um, sometimes on the two bony bits of their pelvis next to their Yes. Yep. Butts, if yep. they sit on one butt cheek more than the other yep. butt cheek and that sort of thing. So it just depends on the yeah, where the dog spends lots of time, basically. Yeah. But that's, you know, again, a thickening of the skin. Yeah. Um, adenomas? Yeah, adenomas are um, one of the more common older dog lumps and bumps. Uh-huh. Again, you see them you know, very infrequently in cats. Um, the sebaceous glands, um, the, the little ones that microscopically pump out all the grease onto the mm-hmm. um, skin and onto the hairs. Um, adenomas are just benign growths of those and they're the sort of up to match head size lumps yeah. you see on lots of dogs. Seems to be um, non-shedding dogs, so little Maltese and Shih Tzus mm-hmm. and Poodles seem to get poodles, them more yeah. frequently than, than the shedding dogs for some reason. Um, and, you know, lots of, you know, a 10-year-old, you know, Maltese Shih Tzu cross might have 15 or 20 of them yep. um, and, and they're you know, usually benign, don't cause any troubles. Sometimes if they're in a prominent spot, again, it's not normal tissue, they can wear the top off them and, mm-hmm. and they don't tend to heal normally, um, particularly if they're on the front legs, it seems. A lot of dogs will want to sort of start licking, licking, licking at them, that yeah. sort of thing, I think just because it's easy access. Um, and again, you know, if you took every one of them off, you know, just because it came up, you'd be there all the time. But yeah. sometimes if the dog focuses in on it or if it grows yeah. you know, faster than normal, um, we, we do end up removing some of them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, sebaceous cysts. Yeah, I mean, one. again, sebaceous cysts. That's not the same as the adenoma. It's just a build up of that um, greasy sort of secretion. Yep. Uh, again, we tend to see it in non-shedding dogs more, but uh, and cats can get them fairly frequently too. But you get this sort of grey waxy mm, not very watery discharge and sometimes it just looks like a gray black does, sort yeah. of spot um and sometimes they get bigger and bigger and get quite large a lot of the time they sort of get up to five cent piece size or, yep. or smaller and and they'll burst through the skin and yeah. you'll get this gray not smelly because it's not usually no, it's infected just like wax it's just, really just waxy it? yeah. sort of stuff um and then sometimes that's it and it goes away yeah. and, the, and the glands return to normal and sometimes it slowly builds back up again yeah. so um again i mean it's something to be checked out because it's not normal but um again rarely do we do anything surgically no, with them we don't so usually cause um any troubles unless they you know we do surgery on them if we need to yeah, yeah. Um, you can see some cysts on their eyelids, can't you? Yeah, they get a little moibodian cyst, which is actually a little growth. Um, lots of, again, dogs, very rarely seen in cats, um, have like just a little, starts as just a tiny little microscopic lump that gets you know, bigger over yeah. time and, and then match head size. And sometimes they can get quite big, but just because of where they are, um, particularly on the top eyelid, um, yeah. it'll rub on the eyeball sort of thing. Causing so, eye irritation. Yeah, irritation. And, yep. uh, and you do see some um, eye, lineal eye ulcers mm-hmm. where the it's just rubbing on the eye every time so it really sort of thing. is just like a lump but mm. it's normally one while as it gets bigger it might have to get removed because of it causing a secondary eye problem yeah, yeah. exactly and you don't want to get too big because you can 
taking a little wedge out of the eyelid's pretty easy as long mm-hmm. as it's sort of less than you know a fifth or a quarter of the the, yep. the length of the eyelid. Any bigger than that, you start looking at reconstructive sort yeah. of stuff. And and if it's you know a quarter of the eyelid, it's getting pretty uncomfortable yep. anyway. So yeah. earlier the better on those. Earlier ones. better, but yep. I mean early on, um, again, you know sometimes you can get little styes and that sort of thing yep. that, that can look a little bit like that. But um, if they're progressively getting bigger, yep. that's pretty much what's going on. But that's just another thing to keep an eye out for. Yep, literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, histiocytomas? Yep, yeah, they're quite um, a young dog problem. They're a, I mean, they are a skin cancer because they're not supposed to be there. Um, they're an um, accumulation of histiocytes, which is mm-hmm. a type of immune cell. Um, and it's, they sort of raised lumps initially, you know, they start small and just sometimes get bigger and sometimes get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. On the outside of the skin, these yeah, ones, they, yeah. they start sort of as a thickening of the skin, but then they start to become yeah. raised and sort of push the hair out of the road sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and sometimes they get big enough, they'll start ulcerating and bleeding yep. and, and causing troubles. Um, quite a young dog problem, like we see them commonly from you know, a year old or occasionally a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see very few after sort of two, two and a half years of okay. age. Um, a little bit more so in dogs that... Um, have got allergic skin troubles at an early age, some breed predispositions, stappies and, and boxes um, yep. seem to be a little bit prone to it. Um, but these, yeah, they look a bit like another one we're going to um, talk about, which is a mast cell tumour, which are yep. bloody horrible. Um, so a lot of the time we'll see them coming up. I mean, they, they often regress spontaneously if, okay, it, if it is a histiosomatoma, they go away, but it depends on how big they get and do they start to ulcerate and cause troubles yep. in the meantime. So we do remove a fair few so of them. So is it a cancerous thing uh, look, or it, just yeah, an abnormal it, it, thing? It, it, it's a cancer because it's not supposed to be there, yeah. um, but they don't spread to like, anywhere else. Yeah. 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 And um, a pet that gets one, sometimes they're more prone to get another one, yeah. like at a later date. Like if they get one when they're 30 months old, there's, you know, there's not a small number of dogs that get a second one, you know, six months later, yeah. sort of thing. Um, but they're, yeah, they're, they don't spread to elsewhere in the body. And they're as a, such. for a younger dog situation. Yeah. You don't usually, see them popping up at eight and nine. And, unlikely. Yeah. 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 So okay. again, there's no definite rules in, mm, in yeah. rules. But, um, but yeah, if you've got a, um, a relatively fast, growing up because they can go from you know two millimeters across to a big as 20 cent piece in a week or two sometimes if they're growing fast and and, and they're the ones that we sort of you know tend to remove just because they're you know if it's growing to 20 cent piece size in a couple of weeks you know a couple of months is a fair way down the track to to, (laughs) um, to reduce yeah we do sometimes you know stick a bit of cortisone cream on them that sort Mm -hmm. of thing um which again because they're an immune cell that can slow them down and and seems to get them to regress a little bit faster Um, but most vets will stick a needle in there and have a look and, and see okay you know is it more suspicious of histiocyte or does it look a bit sus of a, a mast cell and if there's any mm-hmm. doubt of a mast cell tumour you, you surgically remove it yep. essentially okay. yeah um, I think the next one on our list um, going from good to bad <laughs> I guess um, a rodent ulcer yeah rodent ulcer I just threw in there I don't see them a lot anymore <laughs> but um, is it because they got bitten by a rodent no oh. no okay. um, <laughs> eosinophilic granuloma it's pretty much a cat problem uh, see it more so in cats that um, have flea allergy troubles uh-huh. um, it's usually the top lip that's involved but uh-huh. they can get it elsewhere um, it's a um, 
eosinophilic granuloma. Eosinophils is uh, white blood cells of allergic uh-huh. reaction, um, and they can get these nasty sort of ulcers. Like some cats, um, they can get them mostly around the neck area as well, uh-huh. but you just get this thickening of the skin, ulceration, um, and you know, can, if it's on your top lip, it can get pretty nasty. What do nasty. you mean by ulceration? Just um, explain. Like, the, the lip is both swollen, but yep. the mucous membrane that's normally there, like the gum tissue is just um, eroded away and it's it's bleeding and it's angry mm. and it's sore and it's, yep. it's pretty ugly but the skin's like three times thicker than it should be yep. but it's also falling to pieces at the same yeah. time so it's it's, it's pretty nasty um, and um, we've just got a lot better flea control long term mm. for cats and now which I think is the only reason we don't see it as much yep. as we used to because we've just got better long term flea control um, but you can see them as skin lesions as well again we don't see them that often but um, it's a lump on the skin so we're talking yep. about yeah yeah okay so that, that's definitely one that's a more of a cat thing though isn't yeah it? and you don't you don't remove them surgically you just um, yeah get the flea control under control and mm-hmm. dose them up on a heap of cortisone most of the time and, and it goes away pretty quickly there you go. Mm. All right, so I think we're starting to head into the more sort of serious um, end of the list. Yep. With a let's oh, what are we going to start with? Um, a squamosis. Squamous cell carcinoma. Carcinoma, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so sort of getting into the, the sun-induced um, mm-hmm. skin cancer territory, both cats and dogs. Um, pigmented skinned cats and dogs um, very rarely get sun-induced trouble. Mm-hmm. So, so we're talking white skin dogs. Yeah, white, like white dog skin. Cats. Anywhere that you grow white hair, you're going to have white skin. Or pink, um, I guess. Yeah, it, it is, yeah. but there's, um, like, again, dogs and cats, like a, 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 a lilac cat um, can have quite light Coloured skin, mm, yep. or if you've got a, um, I mean a, a, you know, a red or a um, fawn coloured skin. Sometimes the skin colour is quite light, yeah, yep. but it's not white skin. Yep. Yeah, so you can have quite a, you know, quite a light coloured dog. I mean, I've got Dalmatians, and they've got their obviously black white, spots yep. on top of the white skin, and it's just yep. white. And and I see lots of dogs that like to spend lots of time in sun, um, sun baking, and mm. they'll get. You know, burnt bellies behind the armpits, somewhat yeah. on the face, but we don't see many skin cancers on dog faces. Thankfully. I guess they've got some hair on that part. They've got of the some thing. hair, um, and I mean, a lot of the time they've got pigment on the nose, but not all the time. But I, yeah, you just don't seem to see. I don't know if it's thicker skin mm. on, on the nose um, of, of dogs, but we just don't see many um, facial, um, yeah, skin skin cancers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're upside down in the sun, um, it's their Tell me. undercarriage that's getting burnt rather than the, the top of their nose sort of thing. But, yeah, just don't seem to see as many. But, I mean, definitely the you know the groin area inside of both back legs, um, underneath the armpits, um, that's the most common spots mm-hmm. for these um, sun-induced tumours. Yep. Um, and a squamous cell carcinoma, definitely a, a problem on the ear tips of white mm-hmm. cats um, and the noses of white yep. cats. Um, it's the primarily the two main spots. Eyelids sometimes and, and dogs we do see you know sun induced eyelid tumors and sometimes little lumps um sort of on the on the eyeball or on the third eyelid that sort of thing but yeah sun sure. is is bad in excess and you see these old dogs with yeah. um you know white skin and darker skin and the white skin looks like a bit of old boot leather it and does, it's thickened yeah. it's got solar keratosis so that's the sort of precursor to skin cancer yeah. changes um looks like the people that spend too much time in the sun down the gold, gold coast and it's just <laughs> leathery skin yeah and, like you, yes. and you, you can literally see that like the the white skin is raised yep. because the skin is twice as thick and 
there's a pretty fair chance they're going to end up with these, you know, squamous cell carcinomas or um, hemangiosarcomas, yeah. which are the two. So they sort of go hand in hand. Go hand in hand. They look, so what do they look like? The squamous cell carcinoma like starts off as a little crusty spot, basically. Yep. It just looks like a, you know, a, a, a scratch. It was a wound, a scratch, and gets a scab on it. Scab falls off and the wound underneath is a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Gets another crusty sort of scab yeah. on it. Scab falls off, gets a little bit bigger again. So it's supposed to proliferative and ulcerating. So sometimes they just sort of get deeper so yeah. that they're not growing outwards. They're getting deeper and deeper. Into the tissue more. Sometimes yeah. they grow outwards as well and it's a combination of the two. Yeah. Um, but they just yeah look like red, angry skin that's yeah. oozing and, and bleeding a bit. And the bigger they get and the deeper they get, the, the sore they get. And yeah. usually because that's you know, undercarriage and an accessible spot for dogs to lick at, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll lick away at it, it and, and make a bit of a mess. As yep. well, sometimes. So we remove these. Uh, yes, yeah, yep. certainly need to be surgically removed. Um, as do the cats' um, ear tips and, yep. and noses. Unfortunately, you can um, early on, like you can do the um, freeze thaw mm-hmm. sort of things. Um, and there's a couple of anti-cancer creams that are getting used a little bit more frequently. Yep. Frequently that um, that make a bit of a mess, but they can sort of cut off that top layer of abnormal yep. cells. Um, a little bit hard to manage sometimes to stop dogs licking them and that sort of thing. Yep. And, and um, yeah. they can. But they, there's a few options. There now, but a lot of the time it's just by the time you get to diagnose them, they they need to be surgically removed with a, a reasonable margin around them because they do spread. They don't spread okay, yep. you know, straight away. Um, unfortunately, you know, lots of cats um, that get the ulcerating nose lesions. Mm. There's just not much tissue there. Like no, it, it's not, not far um, from the the skin on a cat's nose to the the nasal turbinates, yeah. the cartilage and the bone underneath. So um, they become a pretty big mess pretty quickly yeah. sometimes. Um, and you know, would always advocate prevention is better than cure so if you've got a you know a white cat definitely if you can keep it indoors only that's yeah. the best spot for it um if you've got a, a dog with any pink skin that's not covered with um yeah. fairly long hair um it's in on the couch between nine o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning and four o'clock in the afternoon if you're anywhere where the sun comes yep. out basically and that's all of Australia. Yep. <laughs> um, and um, if you can't do that i mean sunscreen certainly helps there's there's a limit to um the the um, registered Dog sunscreens. Um, I mean, zinc definitely works, and there's a couple of registered um, zinc creams that you can get for dogs. Tends to be really messy, and it's um, hard because they do lick it too. Yeah, that's right. And, and the sunscreen does soak in. So I mean, yeah. I usually advocate you know SPF thirty, SPF fifty, do yeah. a spot test somewhere and make sure they don't have a reaction. On yeah. pretty much yet see a dog that has a reaction yeah. to, to human sunscreen. Yeah. Um, but if you slap it on once a day, it, you know it does make a difference. Sun-baked. These dogs, you'll you'll see them. You know, if they've been sunbaking for the day, they'll be red and burned. Yeah. And, and sometimes the, they're they're you know licking at the skin because it's sore. And yeah. you, know, you know if you've when you've had a case of yeah. sunburn, what it feels like. Well, they're that's getting right. sunburned all the time and they don't associate it's a 38 degree day and I'm just going to lie here in the sun for an hour yep. um, with getting sunburnt. Um, so that's the really do, only thing you can do to prevent it. So yeah. when you, – because you go in and cut them out with a large margin, so that means a lot of area around the infected cell. Yep. Um, is it a cancer that then can spread to other parts or it's a cancer that will only grow bigger within itself? No, it can, can spread elsewhere um, yep. and that's the both the squamous cell and the hemangiosarcoma yep. and they're um, – the hemangio side of things, hemangio just means blood vessel. Yeah. Um, so they're a blood vessel um, lining cell tumour. So they initially look like just a little red splash. So you're mm. normally on, you know, pink skin um, yep. and you'll just see what looks like a, you know, one, two millimetre bruise yeah. initially um, and it just gets bigger. Yep. Um, and they do grow outwards. Um, they 
are a blood vessel lining cell, so they're very vascular, basically. They've got lots so of blood bleed. supply. So as soon as they start getting damaged or, or mm-hmm. grow enough that they you know, lose their blood supply because they've just outgrown it, they um, they bleed quite yep. freely. And yep. um, and often you'll see a combination of squamous cells and, and hemangiomas. And, yeah, they, and, and again, they hemangioma means it's benign, not going to spread. Hemangiosarcoma means it is going to spread. You can't tell by looking at it. Yep, so um, you just remove Just remove it. And look, I mean, a lot of these dogs, I did one yesterday that I took 56 tumours off um, and um, gosh I, is there uh, anything I mean left um, he, he had lots of stitches um, yeah, I mean he's a fairly big dog he was 47 kilos I think yeah. um, and he had he'd taken off like two and a half years yeah. earlier um, and he'll need some more taken off if he lives yeah. for long enough like there's going to be some That's more coming truth. up but it's just pretty much take off everything that looks abnormal yeah. um, and he had pretty crappy infected skin from long-term allergies mm-hmm. and stuff as well so um it, it's a, a little bit hard to decide okay am i going to take that off is it just infection he was yeah. on antibiotics for a week or so beforehand to try and get things looking as as healthy as possible yep. um and i don't know if i got them all because yeah. he still certainly had abnormal looking skin patches yeah but there. with 56 you'd just have to like yeah he, he, had a, he had a two-hour surgery and yeah, and, and um and hopefully i got them all um yeah. you know but he'll get some more later on down the track That's right. is, is it in yeah, some dogs just some dogs they just keep coming back and like they're literally every three to six months you, you yeah, put them upside down with these sun um, caused yeah, damage yeah. ones these um, sun cancers and then sometimes like they can have a heap come up and then you just remove everything that looks abnormal um, yep. and then you know might be two or three years before yeah. you do it again but there's a pretty fair chance you can need to do it yeah and once you've got that damage there if they never set foot in the sun again they're still probably going to get, get some tumors. more tumors. Still, obviously, recommend as much sun control as yeah. possible. Um, you can get the you know, sun shirts, um, yeah. the, the skibbies um, that yeah. can help um, keep the sun off as well. So there's a heap of different options there, but just yeah, prevention. If you've got a well. white head. And I know it's easy for me to say, I mean, I've got Dalmatians and, and they don't get sunscreen every day. No, and um, you would still have them coming in. I mean, even the reflection off the ground is yeah, going to be hitting yeah. their tummy. You can't yeah. stop that. They do like the couch. Yeah, that's yeah. right. They are, they are slightly spoiled. <laughs> yeah. um, but but and, they and, still have and, yeah, If we're not home during the day, um, they're, inside. Know, they're inside or, or yep. they're locked in the stables, you know, yep. out of the sun sort of thing, um, and away from the snakes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, my older dallies, I've, I've got a few you know, yep. tumours that I've taken off them. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. just um, part and parcel of having a light skin. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of the skin cancery side of of our lumps and the, stuff. The sun, 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 sun problem ones, yeah. Yep. yeah. So then we get into the which you've spoken about the Marcel tumors. Yep. they're not nice. No, horrible. Yeah, yep. well, either fairly bad or horrible. Yeah, so yeah. pretty much they yeah. suck. So Marcel's a, a different type of immune cell. Um, unfortunately, probably the most common um, non-sun-induced skin cancer uh-huh. that we see. Um, I probably diagnose one once a week on average. Oh, wow. um, so it's, you know, they're, they're pretty common. Um, the really horrible ones aren't as common, thankfully. Most of them are lower grade. And when I say lower grade, you've got to still be aggressive with, with yeah. surgery. Um, you have just got a fairly quick-growing skin lump that just yeah. pushes the skin um, up and out and, and grows uh, in amongst the hairs. Um, and then, you know, if they get bad enough, they start to ulcerate and that sort yeah. of thing. But but often they're, um, you know, they don't have to be that big to spread quite quickly, no, they unfortunately. They can get very big, can't they? They can get very big, um, but often you don't get enough time for them to get very big because yeah. they just a diabolical. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, a, a one centimetre you know, lump on a dog um, could have already spread to elsewhere and once it's spread it's really hard to so it gets into the organs don't you mean yeah it goes goes via the lymph nodes initially um, and then it ends up in the liver and and disseminated through the body basically lungs and and the rest of the the body yeah like 
what we, I guess, the real deadly cancer. Sort yeah, of thing. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, they can be really nasty, and unfortunately, because they. I mean, they don't look that bad a lot of the time mm. at the start, and and you know we've just gone through a list of lumps and bumps that you know a lot of them aren't that troublesome, yeah. and you use you know, keep an eye on them, and, and they, they don't cause any troubles. And a lot of them start out looking similar. Well, that's same. right. It's just a, just yeah. a thickening of the skin that's initially. Right. You know, it's just a little. You know, they start as microscopic, and then they're two millimeters, and then they're four millimeters, mm. and they're ten millimeters. And you know, if you've got a long-haired dog, it's not very obvious. And if yeah. you've got a you know, an older dog that's got you know fatty lumps yeah. underneath the skin and, and got lots of lumps and bumps, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of them have got away before you sort of see yeah, something. That's and that's, true. you know, I would never recommend not taking your dog to a vet if it's got a lump that you're not sure what it is. Particularly uh, because it could be this. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can't be sure what it is um, mm. realistically until you take a sample of a lump. Yep. So, I mean, a dog with 50 lumps on it that's mm. 12 years old, um, they can have 50 benign lumps and then they'll throw right. them, throw them. Marcel, Jim, that's right. Um, and again, they're not necessarily an old dog problem. Like okay. three to six years of age is the most common okay. time that we see them. So um, that's not the older they get, the more likely they are to happen. It's, it's yep. it tends to be a you know, middle aged dog problem. So it's not a sun induced thing. So it's just really a genetics and bad luck. Type genetics thing. is part of it because some breeds are, are certainly yeah. more prone to it. Um, some breeds that are more prone to skin troubles seem more prone to mast cells. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because they're a type of uh, allergic, um, inflammatory, uh, white That's blood cell, true. you know, uh, allergic predispositions are sort of part of it, but it's not the whole story. Um, bo- boxers, unfortunately, are prone to all sorts of bloody troubles. Yep. And um, and mast cells are one of them. We see lots of staffy-type dogs um, mm-hmm. with them, and, and we see plenty of staffies with skin troubles. Um, but it can be yeah, any, any pet. And, again, the bigger the dog on average, the more likely they are to get them because yeah. they're just a, they've got more skin, more skin and they've got more tissue right. sort of things. And we don't see many smaller, you know, you know, less than seven or eight kilo dogs with mast cells, but they can get them. And also, um, I guess with the smaller dog, um, a lot of the time you're handling them a lot more, so you notice quicker. Can be sometimes, yeah. yes, sometimes no. But again, you know, hairy dogs, little hairy, yeah, hairy, real fluffy dogs, you, you may not, yep. you know, unless you're grooming them regularly, you, yep. you can bypass them. But and they, mm-hmm. you know, if there's any suspicion of mast cell tumor, um, it's you know, do a fine needle aspirate yep. with your vet, um, and if there's anything suspicious of mast cells, it's you know, aggressive um, uh, margins. So when I say aggressive margins, yep. it's trying to get you know at least two to three centimetres, preferably mm. five centimetres of normal tissue on either side. Of, Which can leave a significant hole. Yeah, it's a big hole. Yeah. And like it depends a, on where it is. Like you often have a drain. A, a, well, and, and, you know, five centimetre margin on a leg, you know, you can't do it most of the time. Well, that's true, um, yeah. And, and depth, you need a, a fascial <laughs> plane. So, I mean, there's always, you know, a variable amount of fat underneath yeah. um, the skin, but then you want to go down through that um, and take the top layer of muscle off or the top mm-hmm. layer of connective tissue, depending on where it is. Um, so, yeah, it needs to be, you know, quite aggressive. What's this? Like, I guess, the survival rate, do you, by the time you're getting to the point of operating, has it gone too far? I mean, sometimes it has. Um, and there's a, um, two different um, gradings as, at the pathologist on, on how aggressive these tumours yep. look, basically. They've got two different ways of sort of classifying them. Um, the lower grade tumours, they um, sort of estimate like a 90% of those dogs are going to have a five-year survival time, um, as in, you know, it's that's, you know, very good odds, yep. um, but the higher grade ones, basically you've got um, a um, 50% chance of, of being dead in three months wow. um, with aggressive treatment. Including, with aggressive treatment? Yeah, including amputation of limb and, oh, chemoth- and, and chemotherapy. Yeah, you'll still lose more than half of them. Um, wow. Yeah, so um, the ones on the periphery, as in the limb-based ones, tend to be 
more likely to be higher grade, which is bad because you need wider margins yeah. on them. Um, and if you've got a you know a, a high grade tumor like some of these guys, you'll you know remove the tumor with as wide a margin as you can while you know keeping the leg, send yeah. it off to the lab. It's a high grade tumor. Okay, now we need to decide: Option. do we go back in and amputate the leg yeah. and do chemotherapy to try and save their life? Yeah, um, and and have um, a fifty percent chance. If you don't do that, you know they're they're going to be gone in a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Does it um, spread to the bone or just the organs? Um, like everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Lymph just nodes first and then blood, organs yeah. and, and they start popping up on the skin elsewhere. Oh, so they do yeah, pop up everywhere else? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is it painful? Um, I mean, it becomes painful because they're yep. having, well, histamine release. and, yep. and um, you know, So that up, becomes up, sick. End up with stomach ulcers because of the histamine yeah, okay, and, yeah. and, and just, yeah, organ dysfunction and, you know, cancer's a bastard. Yeah. 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 So, so it's a real, yeah. Not to be stuffed around with. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of the worst. The other, really, that's sort of just about the end of our list. We've got melanoma. Is yeah, which, next, which is which at the is, bottom of the list but isn't usually that bad. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the mast cells, they're just, Definitely like, the they're, just they're either fairly bad as in if we hadn't have taken it off it was probably going to kill, kill the dog them. but it would yeah. have done it more slowly over you know months or occasionally yeah. a year or two um but we're still going to spread and we're still going to you know be the end of the dog yeah. um right down to the really aggressive ones are, are just bloody horrible and a lot of time once you've you know, if you once you've diagnosed them it's okay do we try and salvage mm. um a life from here it's the only cancer that there's a registered drug for dogs Really? Four. Yeah. What? There's um, palladia um, is a medication that, you know, it's a big enough problem that there's been enough research done. We've got an actual specialist drug. Like we use most of the chemotherapy drugs are all human, human, human drugs yeah. that we use in, in pets, but there's a, there is a mast cell tumour um, drug that we use in um, in dogs with mast cell tumours. But it's still um, like a 50-50 chance. Oh, it's really. still it's still bad, yeah. yeah. Um, it, and a lot of time it's, it's um, I don't know if they call it palladia because it just palliatively slows it down a lot of time, yeah. but you'll rarely cure them. Yeah, um, yeah. But you'll slow it down and, and usually you use that in combination with other um, yeah. chemotherapy drugs as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's... So it's not really curable? Uh, I mean, you can. You can cure if some of them. If you've got it all cut yeah, out. Yeah, and that's the thing you stage. don't know. Like if you've got um, a high-grade tumour on a limb, it's basically, you know, there's a significant risk of leaving that limb there. Yeah. Um, and if it's um, a few cells have got away onto the limb underneath where the cancer mm. was, there's nothing visible there. Um, but if they're there now... You've got to cut that leg off to yeah. to try and save them, basically, um, and do chemotherapy because if there's a few it, cells it? have escaped and yeah, got yeah. to the local lymph nodes or have spread further, um, you know, some of them you can yeah. kill those cells and and stop them, and that will be curative. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time, it's 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 palliative, mm. as in you'll slow it down. You yeah. know, and again, if it's only a few cells, you'll slow it down for a lot longer than yeah. if it's already spread. Um, but yeah, they, it's it's just horrible. It's yeah. a horrible thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a real cancer as a bit. Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, as I said, there's the melanomas, which aren't yeah. as bad as the muscle tumors. Most of the time, not. Like skin melanomas in dogs um, tend to be mostly benign. Some of them spread eventually, yep. like a melanoma in a person. Yeah, again, it's a bit like a muscle tumor. Like by the time yes. you diagnose it, a lot of True. time it's spread and, and, and it's too late, and yep. then it's just palliative from there. Um, a lot of the bit of the melanomas, so like you've got a raised, darker spot yep. on the skin, and, and usually it's not the light 
coloured skin area. It's the like the, the, you know, the you know, black hair and brown hair yeah. bits. Um, it, you've just got a raised, you know, darker spot. Yeah. Um, and, and it is a melanoma because it's a, a cancer of the melanin-producing cells. Yeah. Um, but they are more uncommonly nasty and rapidly spreading in dogs. Um, they get melanomas of the jaw and, yeah. and the mouth. They can be really horrible. Yeah. Um, but the skin melanomas in dogs, um, I mean, you still don't want them. Um, and, and if you yeah. know that's what they are, or you're suspicious, you still usually surgically Technical, remove yeah. them. Um, um, but they're, they're a lot less troublesome than the, than the same yeah. type of cancer in people. Yeah. 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 Um, and cats, you know, again, rarely get them. Yeah. yeah. Cats are pretty good on most things. Like they get yeah, their they own are, troubles, but they seem to get a hell of a lot less trouble than dogs, unfortunately. They do. Yeah. 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 I wonder if it's well, their lifestyle. Just lifestyle, <laughs> less heavily genetically selected oh. to be buggered up in various yeah. different ways, potentially. <laughs> um, not as inbred, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. But they'd seem to get – and just body size-wise, I mean, you know, the, course, the smaller yeah, they are, <laughs> they've got less cells. There's, there's you know, potentially less um, cells to go haywire. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That um, kind of covers all of our skin um, – Lumps on top of the skin yeah. and everything. Then except, except for the more weird and wonderful, and, oh, and, or yeah. not so wonderful, you know, rare stuff. There's, there's a thousand Which different skin cancers there could be, but that's the ones yeah. that I see on day to day basis. Yeah. yeah. Then there's also a whole heap of um, lumps and bumps that actually um, form underneath the skin, yeah. which is. That's a whole nother kettle of fish. Yeah, all, all sorts of different yeah. you know, under-the-skin lumps that, that make a raised yeah. – you know, the skin is raised because there's something underneath the skin. That's right. And that can be arthritis or lipomas and all sorts of stuff. Yep, yeah, that's right. We yeah. have covered that in our previous um, podcast on um, lumps and bumps. Yep. So if you still don't think it's – it's probably a good one to listen to too if you don't think it's on the skin thing, look yep. at the – listen to the lumps and bumps one because – there's um, a lot of things that can go on with yeah. our pets. So. Yeah, it's a hard one. And look, blanket recommendations are difficult because there is, you know, there's so many that are, you know, benign and not mm. troublesome and yep. there's so many that are, you know, a little bit of trouble and there's a few that are just bloody diabolical. And so, I mean, my recommendation is if there's a lump there that you don't know what it is and you're not going to be able to know what it is because mm. you just can't tell on the outside, um, get your vet check it out yep. and our clinical knowledge will be part of it. But a lot of the time we want to try and take a sample of it yeah. um, to, to be a little bit more more sure of what's going on because yeah, and the ones that are you know you've got a dog with as i said like 50 lumps already that are that aren't troublesome they're growing yeah. very slowly and growth rates part of it i mean a lot of these you know benign lumps the odd one goes haywire yeah um and and starts to grow rapidly and if it starts to grow rapidly okay it probably needs to concerned. come off yeah. um but uh, these like the mast cells and and some of the you know the few nasty ones that we see they look pretty similar to the benign ones yeah. they just you know they do grow Quicker? progressively but that's not necessarily a lot quicker than some of the others yeah. and because they don't have to grow that much to be diabolically Definitely, troublesome yeah. um because they can spread so early it's yeah mm. like there's not a rule of okay don't bring it to the vet yeah. until it's 20 yeah. millimeters across yeah, because it, it could be bad so if you yeah, if in doubt get it checked out so yeah and it's definitely a good point to remember though that if you've had your dog checked out a month ago yeah. and the vet says, oh, no, they're all just skin tags, nothing to worry about there. But then a month later you find something that's yep. different it's, or even maybe the same, but yep. you need to get it checked it's again. probably back again. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's hard because, I mean. It is hard. Yeah, I mean, and most of the time it's nothing to worry about and that's what you want. Which is, yeah, that, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's something to take out of it, but you aren't going to know. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it is definitely something that um, you need your vet to least cast an eye over yep. and try and hopefully diagnose um, any um, terrible disease early. early yep. yep. Because, Earlier yeah, I mean, a lot of them you can fix early. Yep. That's right. They, that's the biggest thing is that yep. earlier the better. Yep. Yep.
So I think we've, yeah. That's lums and mums. That is it. Well, your skin condition. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.